Hey guys, welcome back. This is episode 34 of Real Estate Investing in New York with me, Christina Kremitas. And in this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you the best types of properties to negotiate on today for the biggest discounts. Jumping right in guys, when it comes to the best property types to negotiate on right now, as far as what I am seeing, I am seeing phenomenal negotiation capabilities for sponsor sales, otherwise known as new development buildings in Manhattan as well as in Brooklyn. So that was a little bit of a blanket statement. There are so many new development buildings and they're not all exactly the same. There are some that hit the market and sell very, very quickly and have really good uh, rates in terms of buyers coming in, getting into contract very soon. And in these cases, these buildings won't be as negotiable. You're still going to be able to get something off and back to you. But in general, there are a lot of discounts to be had with many of the new development buildings in Manhattan and Brooklyn. Where we're seeing the most negotiability is in the more premier product, the more luxury product, the higher priced apartments that are going up in new buildings across the city. There's a few reasons for why this is the case and why the style of negotiating that we do on these sales is very, very appealing to certain types of buyers. When a new building hits the market, a developer has essentially put the building together, whether it's a new ground up construction or it's a total gut renovation of an existing building. There is a developer also called the sponsor who is fully invested in this project, whose goal is to sell out the entire building at the highest price possible. So you might say, well, then how is this going to be the best discount? But the reason why we're getting amazing discounts on sponsor sales is because when sponsors hit the market with a brand new building, there's a lot of inventory to sell off. And there are a lot of situations right now coming off of a slow year, 2023 being a very slow year for real estate transactions. We have a number of sponsors that have new projects that launched that haven't really sold as quickly or as strongly as they would have hoped. And that's really because the market just wasn't prime for buyers. But the reason why a sponsor really wants to sell is because they have a lot of inventory to offload. So it's not just a single seller that is, you know, in your typical real estate resale transaction where maybe they've been living in a home for a while and they think they're going to get around to selling. They think it might be a good time and they list their apartment for sale. This is different. This is a sponsor that has anywhere from a handful to hundreds of units in a building to offload. And this is a career for them. So they have to finish this project in order to move on to their next projects and focus their attention 
on new things. So as you can imagine, there are certain buildings and certain new developments right now where sponsors are very eager to engage in negotiations. They're negotiating quite aggressively. And there are very specific ways to negotiate on these types of properties. And this is what I'm going to explain to you in this episode. You're going to find that the style of negotiating that is what we do for new developments and with sponsor sales actually works beautifully for people who are getting mortgages, who are obtaining financing. And this will be clear as I explain. Uh, So especially if you're planning on taking a mortgage out for your purchase, you definitely want to hear this. But either way, even if you are paying cash, there's still a lot of opportunity for you. So when you see a new development on the market, what you want to keep in mind is that there are two specific times during that project that are going to be ideal for your negotiation leverage. The first opportunity is right at the very beginning of the project. So as soon as that project breaks ground and as soon as they start selling that inventory, you're going to have the opportunity for the best deal. And until 15% of the apartments in the building go under contract, you are going to have this leverage. The reason for this is because when a new project begins, the sponsor has to submit to the attorney general an offering plan And that offering plan is only declared effective by the attorney general once 15% of the apartments sell. So this creates a legal condo. They can actually start um, closing on apartments and this building is like really in business once 15% of the inventory sells. Until that happens, there's always the question of will the building successfully sell? So you're taking on when you are the first person to get into contract you might take on a little bit of risk but really if you have seen the market and you have any idea what you're buying um, most of these new development sales have very very little risk at all like they're all proceeding to uh, going effective to becoming effective and uh, being able to sell as condos and everything going according to plan and then at the very end of the sale process for a new building is the next opportunity for leverage. So usually they they sell very strongly during the duration of sales and there will typically be some usually higher priced sales at the end that are like the stragglers, like kind of the last to get absorbed, the last to sell. And usually by this point, the sponsor is ready to move on. They're ready to you know close up the sales gallery and move on to their next initiative. And for those that that phase of the building like the very end of the building you do tend to be able to get uh, another good deal uh, better than usual but in general there are always good deals to be had with sponsor sales and new development sales in New York so here is the strategy when it comes to negotiating on new development sales in the city And keep in mind that selling off a building for a sponsor is a career achievement. This is the same as in your line of business, whatever your line of business may be, whatever you equate as a career achievement and how important that is for you and how these types of career achievements alter your future success in the business, this is how it is for a sponsor. And their goal is to sell this building out at full asking price or as close to full asking price as they 
possibly can in the shortest amount of time possible. This is usually in general a sponsor or developer's goal. So how do you get a deal? The way we negotiate for incredible discounts on sponsor sales is by negotiating for credits that go back to the buyer at the closing table. So we place an offer and then we ask for a large amount of money back in return that gets given back to the buyer at closing. The reason why this is a win-win for everyone involved is because the developer gets to report a sale price that is public facing in the public records that is a high competitive sale price. And you get to purchase an apartment for that high sale price. And so that when you do decide to eventually sell, you're also able to say to your potential buyers, look, I bought this apartment for X dollar amount. I'm not going to negotiate much lower from there. But no one knows what you got back in cash when you close on that apartment, which is just as good as taking money off of asking price or the purchase price in any other kind of sale. In my previous episode, the last episode that I shared where we discussed the current market right now in Manhattan and Brooklyn, we talked about average discount rate. The average discount rate was around 7% in Manhattan. Now with that said, on sponsor sales, specific ones, you can get much more than 7% off in a discount. So as you can tell, this is definitely something that if you're looking for a deal, you would want to look very closely at these sponsor sales. So I'm going to get into really how much of a discount we're looking at and how you go about requesting these credits. What do you request these credits for? And before I do that, I'm going to explain what I was alluding to earlier, which is the fact that this is extremely valuable if you are getting a mortgage for your purchase. The reason for this is because in a typical resale, where you're dealing with an individual seller, you know, the majority of inventory that's available. Let's say the apartment is asking a million dollars and you negotiate and you save a a very large percent, let's say you get a 10% discount rate and you take $100,000 off of that purchase price and you pay $900,000 for the property. If you are getting a mortgage And if you are doing your standard 80% financing, putting 20% down in cash, when you get a discount of $100,000 off the asking price, you're only saving $20,000 in cash because you're financing 80% of that price. So you're saving $80,000 off of your mortgage, which will make a bit of a difference in terms of your monthly payment. It might not be groundbreaking to you, or it might be. And you are holding on to $20,000 more than you would have if you had done the purchase at the full asking price. So you're saving really $20K in cash. And cash on hand now is quite valuable. There's a lot that you can do with that money. When you're getting a mortgage and you're negotiating on a sponsor sale or a new development, if you agree with the sponsor to pay the full price of a million dollars for that property, but then you negotiate for $100,000 of credits and savings to you on the back end, 
at closing, you're paying a million dollars, but you're actually getting $100,000 in cash back, which again, the importance and the value of cash on hand today is very valuable. And you may really find that it is much more appealing to you to have the $100,000 back in cash today versus simply reducing the asking price by 100,000 and saving 20K today. So what can you negotiate on and what can you ask a sponsor to pay you for to get money back on your purchase? The two largest costs that we are able to negotiate for is your mansion tax and your transfer tax. So firstly, when it comes to mansion tax, this is a tax that is applied to an apartment sale if you are purchasing an apartment of $1 million or more. The mansion tax starts at 1% of the purchase price and it increases to nearly 4% of the purchase price as your apartment price gets more expensive. So based on the amount of money you're paying for the unit will be your corresponding mansion tax. But as you can see, between 1% and 3.9% to be exact, can become quite expensive. So this is one of the fees that we ask the sponsor to pay us for. The next thing that we ask the sponsor to pay us for is transfer taxes. Transfer taxes are a fee that is usually paid by the seller in a real estate transaction in New York. So whenever a seller hits the market with a property for sale, when that sale closes, the seller pays transfer tax to New York City and New York State. In sponsor sales, this is a tax that is put over onto the buyer to pay. So in these instances, we have the sponsor give us a credit back to cover the transfer taxes. Transfer taxes also range a bit based on your property price, and they start at 1.825% of the purchase price of your home. So again, this is a pretty significant cost on your closing costs. So this is something that we get the sponsor to pay us for. Another cost that is usually paid for by the seller during a New York City real estate transaction and is assumed by the buyer in sponsor sales is the sponsor's attorney fee. So not only are you paying for your own attorney fee, but you are also paying for the sponsor's attorney fee. This usually ranges between $3,500 to $4,000 usually on average, and this is a cost that we ask the sponsor to pay us back for. Another cost that is associated with sponsor sales is the working capital contribution. What this is, is when a building is new, they're attempting to build up their reserve fund. In order to build up their reserve fund, which is really just what you would think it is, it's a savings account for a rainy day if the building needs work done or if there's any type of unplanned need to spend money, the building has some to lean on. So in the original sales of new developments, there is always money taken from the incoming buyers to compensate and to help buffer up this reserve fund. So usually that amount is a couple of months of the unit's common charges. So if your common charges for the apartment are $2,000 a month, then you would expect to pay anywhere between $4,000 to $6,000 to contribute to this initial reserve fund investment. So this is another cost that we ask the sponsor to pay for. Another 
one of these costs is the what's called RMU. If you see RMU listed on your list of closing costs that you receive from a new development building, this stands for resident managers unit. This means that there is a resident manager that lives on premises in the building and their apartment actually gets paid for by the sponsor and all of the collective unit owners in the building. So usually your contribution towards the resident manager unit is based on your share of interest in the building and based on the size of the apartment that you're purchasing, but it can range greatly. Actually, I've seen resident manager contributions be as low as $5,000 for a unit and as high as over $50,000 for an apartment. It really just depends on the size of the building, the size of the apartment that you're paying for, and how it all respectively affects the cost that is assigned to your portion of the resident manager's unit. This is a fee that we have the sponsor pay for for us. There are some other ways that we ask for money back from the sponsor and they are not simply to pay for fees that would only exist if you were buying a sponsor unit, but this is really where you see a majority of your savings come back. And these uh, and these fees that we negotiate for can get really, really high as the purchase price of the apartment gets higher. So this is when you start to see your discount rate increase dramatically. So there is something called common charges for all apartments and common charges are the dollar amount that you pay monthly to help the building stay well maintained. And this fee always ranges. It depends on the unit. It could be a couple of thousand dollars a month to tens of tens of thousands of dollars a month. It just depends on how expensive the apartment is. And one of the creative ways that we get a, a lot of money back from sponsors is we request for the sponsor to pay for a certain number of months of common charges. This is just a way that we can put a value and a reason for the amount of money that we're asking for, but we're really just asking for money back. So you can ask for a year's worth of common charges, you can ask for two years of common charges, or you can ask for more than that. And this actually becomes very, very valuable to you. If the common charges on your apartments are $2,000 a month, for example, and you ask for two years worth back, you're actually getting 50, almost $50,000 back from the sponsor to cover those costs. And this is a big way that you can really work down the price of that apartment so that you're netting out at a much better place for yourself. Other creative things that we ask for from sponsors include staging sometimes. Sometimes we'll have clients that walk into the model unit that the sponsor is using to showcase the residences and the buyer will really love some of the staging. We actually will negotiate to have those furniture pieces included for them at no additional cost. And it's usually something that the sponsor is pretty open to doing uh, because it's a way that the sponsor can give something of a lot of value to a buyer. A buyer might really see a lot of value in uh, getting a head start with paying for furniture and paying for um, making their place look beautiful. They have a whole apartment to furnish. And the sponsor usually has easy access to this type of staging and furniture. So there's not a huge cost to the sponsor to be able to give this, but it might save the buyer a lot of time and money sourcing furniture, having it delivered and setting it up and buying it new. 
So this is something that we often find is a very cool creative way to negotiate on these sponsor sales. And a lot of times you're, you're getting really nice stuff with the staging. If you do decide to ask for some staging to be included, you're not getting a brand new piece, but oftentimes you're getting beautiful designer pieces that are quite expensive to purchase new. Other things that we ask for are credits to cover your moving expenses. Some clients fly in from other states, they have to have their things shipped across state lines, and moving can get quite expensive. Furnishing an apartment can get quite expensive. So a lot of times we'll also ask for that. I'll say in my offer, this is the person's, the purchaser's pied-a-terre. So not only are they starting fresh with a clean slate, but they don't have furniture coming over to this new place. This is a new place for them. So we're starting from scratch and we have to buy all new furniture for this resident. So we want $20,000, let's say, to give us a head start doing that. On a more expensive apartment, you could probably even ask for more than that. Um, and we have asked for more than that. And we've gotten it. So this is just another example of the types of things that you can ask for. And the key here is really to not just ask for dollars back. We don't just say, I want $100,000 in credits. Really, we want to do the work to associate the dollar amount of credits that we're asking for with reasonable things that those credits are paying for. If you're getting financing with a bank and you have a mortgage involved in the purchase, it is important to note that you can ask for up to 6% of your purchase price back in credits. So if you're buying a $1 million apartment, you can ask for up to $60,000 back in credits from the sponsor which is already a great discount rate if you leave it at 6%. And on top of these creative ways of getting credits back, we also are often able to work on the purchase price itself. So in order to get these credits back, you don't always have to agree to the sponsor's original asking price for the apartment. We usually are able to get a really nice combination of a reduction on the asking price of the unit itself, along with a nice amount of credits to add up to a very high rate of discount that you can actually get off of the apartment, which nets you out at a very desirable place. If you're not getting financing and there's no bank involved in your purchase, you can ask for an unlimited amount of credits back. There's really no reason why you wouldn't be able to. You just always want to make sure that it is within reason and that it's something that the sponsor agrees to and that you don't seem too greedy when you're asking for discounts because then you run the risk of not getting anywhere with your negotiation. To put things into perspective, the average discount rate that we had quoted we've been seeing in Manhattan was around 7%. And, and when it comes to new development negotiations, I've actually successfully gotten over 7%, even closer to 10%, and in some buildings, 15% discount rates back through these types of credit negotiating on sponsor sales. So the rate of discount that you're usually able to get on these sponsor sales tends to exceed the average discount rate that you would usually find in a normal resale. So if you're looking for the opportunity for a discount, you really wanna get into these brand new buildings, usually in the very beginning or the very end of the sale process, and you want to ask for these credits back and use different ways other than just dr dragging down the purchase price in order to successfully obtain the largest discount 
that you possibly can. I know that some of these ideas were a little bit more complicated. So if you have any additional questions after listening to this episode, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm always here to answer your questions. My email address is christina.kremitis at element.com. Reminder that if you are listening to this on the podcast, please share the episode with a friend so that we can get this message out to more people and have more people be able to achieve a future of financial success by making intelligent real estate investment decisions today. If you're watching on YouTube, please like this episode and subscribe to the channel so that you are alerted when new episodes post. We are posting weekly and we have a lot of very interesting new concepts coming out. Our next upcoming episodes will touch on more about the purchase process, what exactly you do after you reach a meeting of the minds for a property, what happens next. And another episode that will be coming is going to be discussing characteristics that I tend to notice in my most successful uh, high net worth clients and individuals. So you'll definitely want to stay tuned. Thank you always for being here and stay tuned for the next one.